Ask not. I have a dream. Violence breeds violence. Repression breeds retaliation. And only a cleansing of our whole society can remove this sickness from our souls. Tear down this wall. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You may even get tired of winning and you'll say, please, please, it's too much winning. We can't take it. Hello, boys and girls. After about a month wait of trying to get her on this podcast, I finally got Alex to join me, um, and I'd like to introduce you. Hi. Hi, people. She's super excited, as you can tell. <laughs> um, the The reason I wanted her on the podcast is that we uh, ended up doing a diet program, well, giving up sugar anyways, and the goal was to uh, give it up for about a month, any processed sugar, leading up into our Disney vacation. And I originally planned on having her on just before we left to Disney, but that was at the end of March, and now it's the end of April, and she's finally going to be on the podcast. So, when it came to giving up sugar, what were your, what was your initial first, you know, your first week in the process, how did it feel? Um, not really different, because I don't eat that much junk food or processed sugars I basically had to watch what ketchup I ate and I couldn't have vitamin water that was the end like those were the two things I had to give up in that week so she likes to eat a lot of bird seed yep that's pretty much the yep. entire diet of Alex for me it was a lot of um a, a big difference in diet I at, before the the sugar purge I would typically <laughs> have uh Two energy, one to two energy drinks a day, two Powerades a day, and then random other sugar products. Um, and then I went cold turkey after that. The first, I'd say, three to five days, I had some headaches and felt a little lethargic. Um, had a little problem with just feeling really drained and foggy. And then after that cleared, then I felt way better overall than I did even before I started. So it took a little bit of time to get used to it, but after that, it it really made a difference. So we we went the, the whole month of March without processed sugars, um, including in, like what you said, ketchup was mm-hmm. your main thing. Um, and then after that, we went to Disney World and had all of the sugars. Which was disgusting. It, like, ruined a lot of the snacks that, like, because I read up on everything about, like, what you should do or not do at Disney. And so all these snacks I was super excited to try were just disgusting. <laughs> a lot of them were just were not that pleasant. Yeah, I, I definitely felt, like, sick the first day just having all that sugar and stuff, which is crazy to the, how quickly your body adapts to a new um, stasis. So... Um, I know I started that when I started with the sugar-free diet, I weighed in at about 245 pounds. I'm six foot five. So technically by BMI, that puts me into the overweight category. Um, and then after the month of doing it, I dropped down to 223 pounds. So about a 22 pound drop just for giving up sugar. Um, I also decided while doing this to keep my um, eating day to a 10-hour day. So if I started eating, typically I would start eating at 10 o'clock. I would make sure to be done eating completely by 6. No, that's not right. 8. By 8. I was typically done by 6. Math. Yeah, math. That's why we got the college kid on. (laughs) Um, So I would always keep it. Under a 10-hour day, I had um, read about and heard about on a podcast that uh, that helps with your circadian rhythms, and it'll help your metabolism and the processing of food. When you eat outside of a 10-hour window, your body never fully resets for the next day. It's always confused on whether it's supposed to be 
going into a pattern of digestion or not. So when you start early eating and go all the way through the nighttime, by the time you're eating those late night snacks, it's not that only that you're eating just before bed, it's that your body thinks you're starting a new day. So it's starting the digestive process over as if those late night snacks are actually your breakfast for the next day. And then your body's always in this state of confusion. So um, I've noticed a big difference eating wise. Um, I do feel that um, the processed sugars just, they weigh you down. Not to sound, not to preach to everybody to give it up, but uh, considering a new, a different approach to the way you consume food and actually eating real food instead of food-like substances makes a big difference in how you're going to feel and how you look at life, I guess. Well, and I think you eat a lot less food. Like you used to eat, like you used to snack constantly, like you were always eating food, but that's what processed sugars do. Like they teach your brain that you need to keep eating more and more processed sugar. So it makes your body never feel full. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like you eat less now too. Not even just your window being less, like you're eating less food. The greatness of sugars. Yum. Some random sugar facts for you guys. Uh, Japan has the fifth highest diabetes rate. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I had heard about that. Um, and it has to do with all their processed snacks. Just like oh, we're well, about. we do get all those goodies for you, man. There is a lot of probably sugar in those. So a little comparison in America for fats. A lot of people think, oh, everybody's getting fatter. We must be consuming more fats. Really, from 1982 to 2012 when the study was done, the amount of fats consumed was about 31% of the diet back in 1982. And it's actually down to 21.5% by 2012. So we're consuming less fat. But the problem with that is they're, they're not just... People aren't eating healthier stuff. They're just eating foods that have been produced to take that fat out and fill it with sugar instead because mm-hmm. they need something to give it flavor. So at that same time period, um, we've gone from 11.6% of our diet being processed foods and sugars to 22.9%. Oh, I figured it'd be higher. And then another thing that people assume with the fact that our, our diets are getting worse and worse is, oh, you're not eating enough vegetables, right? Well, even back then... It's stayed the same over decades. 14.5% of people's diets have been veggies. So we haven't changed that part of it at all. It's the fact that the processed foods are taking out actual fats and just filling it with these Mm -hmm. processed sugars. Um, There's over 56 different names for sugars, which I noticed when we were trying to figure out what not to eat. Um, so when you're looking at labels, it's almost impossible to figure out exactly what's in these different foods with, um, the, a little standard to tell you how much, um, you're getting sugar wise is four grams of sugar is equal to one teaspoon. Cause sometimes you'll hear people give your, the recommendations in teaspoons. Mm-hmm. So to, to put that in your mind, four grams is one teaspoon. So the American Heart Association says you should only have six to nine teaspoons a day of added sugar, which is like impossible with American diet. Compared to, like, <laughs> there, there's just drinks that you have yeah. more than that. In you one drink. you can just look at a thing and you've already had too much right. sugar for the day. <laughs> so so if you're if they're recommending you should only have would would be the equivalent of on average thirty grams of sugar mm-hmm. and even I, I noticed the sugar tea that I had uh, tried to be more healthy but uh, the sugar added tea had like 40 something grams of processed sugar in it so you had to even though it, it said it was healthy and it's a healthy alternative it's not really when you look at processed sugars they when the FDA evaluates these products a lot of times they don't even take the sugar counts into 
uh, effect when they when they're um, going on the labeling and stuff. And there is restrictions on when you can say healthy or um, a lot of these different label names. But the FDA has loose, a process where they'll let any package go out, and then somebody has to complain, and then the FDA evaluates yeah, it, and yeah. then they send them a letter that says stop using this or you're going to get a fine. Like it, it's very backwards the way we we do things. They get to give us these different ingredients and stuff until somebody complains about it. Another thing is um, they've outlawed trans fats, mm-hmm. but they gave them years to phase it out. So, oh yeah, you can't use trans fats anymore, but right now you could go out and buy something with trans fats in it because they're giving these businesses time to phase it out, even though they know that it's a carcinogen and that it causes all this damage. So it's crazy what the lobbying of our government does to our food in general. And a lot of that, it goes back for decades. When we, when I was a kid, I'm sure when you were in school too, uh, the food pyramids at school, mm-hmm. a lot of that was determined by these different, this one study by Harvard scientists that oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. when they went back and actually looked at the findings, they were bought out by the sugar industry. And what, what was for a small amount, which is the equivalent of $50,000 today, these scientists made up findings with no support and then everybody just ran with it. Nobody really fought back on it. And little by little, it's come out that it was complete bullshit. That, yeah, wasn't you know, that that one, that one kind of half-assly good um, documentary we watched about? Yeah, I've watched a few different ones on it. The, overall, though, the propaganda used to sell sugar and sugar products is really reminiscent of the tobacco industry. And mm. these different, they would hire different lawyers and scientists that knew that what they were doing was not the truth, but they, they weren't trying to disprove um, or get, convince you that something was good for you. They just wanted doubt in your mind. So they were merchants of doubt, is what they called themselves, saying that it wasn't their job to convince you one way or another. They just wanted nobody to have a set way because nobody would stop what was happening. So... So a little bit preachy there and a little bit uh, wordy, but the point of it is the more you look into this stuff when it comes to America's food, um, the more you see just the problems with the way our system runs and the, um, especially high fructose corn syrup. If you look for oh. high fructose corn syrup, it's almost in anything, especially, everything. especially the things that are um, usually on sale, um, things that are cheaper. When you, whenever you see like the typical great value brands or the non-name brands, uh, and a lot of times even the name brand stuff, and pop, sports drinks, it's all got this high fructose corn syrup. And back when I used to run gas stations, I had had a conversation with a Pepsi rep who owned Gatorade now. And I argued with him about the high fructose corn syrup because even back then I was like, this stuff's in everything and it doesn't seem like it's a real healthy thing to have in a sports drink. And his excuse was, well, it's in everything anyways and it's not much different than actual cane sugar, so why not get the cheaper thing? It can make it so it's cheaper to produce and it's easier to produce it that way. Well, the... The truth is, a lot of that comes from the fact that we subsidize the corn industry. Oh, yeah. So, they're just using a a way for the government to subsidize to make things cheaper instead of using products that are going to be more sustainable and healthier for us. And it it just, it's a big snow. With all this stuff, it makes me feel like it's like a sweater that has loose strings on it and you when you start looking at it, you're like, oh, there's a string. So you pull it, and you notice another one, and you, soon enough, your your sweater's unraveling. That's how I feel when, I, when it comes to looking at all this stuff and looking back onto it. So that was one of the things I wanted to talk to, with you about today was food in general. And I'm sure I'll bring that up some more in future episodes just because it 
the more I research it and the more I'm listening to just crazy stuff when it comes to the little bit of manipulation that it took to convince the whole nation to go down this dead end road towards diabetes and overweight and all this stuff. They, they've made it to a point where they, they're trying to trick you into thinking that every calorie, a lot of people have heard this, calories in, calories out, all calories are created equal, and it's not true because certain kinds of calories don't break down in our system like they should. So when when you hear, oh, you know, these overweight people just need to exercise, to exercise more, and as long as you they they do more to burn the calories that they burn out, there'll be no problem. Well, when you have these manufactured and chemical food-like substances, it's never a, a calorie-in, calorie-out thing. Mm. It's just crazy. Um, so, off of one F word and on to another. Fake news. Um, we, we've been talking about it a lot between us. Um, what are your thoughts on fake news, Alex? Oh, gosh. I I don't know. I don't know. I just can't believe that we live now in a society where we just... I mean, we, we've always argued, but, like, to the extent that we're arguing now, like, maybe I just never noticed it before because I wasn't paying attention, or we just didn't have a batshit crazy president who decides to throw tantrums and just call things fake news. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm. <sighs> so what would your definition of fake news be? Um, something that's just made up with no facts to support it. Something that you could easily, if you just thought critically about it or tried to, you know, I don't know, look it up and see if it's real and you, there's no proof. Probably fake news. Like, right. mm, yeah. Fair enough. And if you look, a lot of, depending on people's definitions, a lot of what we see in mainstream news is slanted. Oh, it's definitely slanted. So they, they use that On both as, sides, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Every every news network slanted in some way or another. And if you pick and choose, you can look at it and say, oh, that's not, they weren't quite right there, they weren't quite right there. And I think that's what both sides are doing right now with different sources is saying, oh, this one's fake news, that one's fake news. Where really, the only real fake news are the sites that, and different sources that pretend there's something else. Like, sometimes you'll see somebody share a link that says abcnews.whatever.whatever, and it, if you click on it and you look at it, it's not really ABC News. And then it's a completely fake story with a picture that doesn't actually have to do with what it's supposed to. They're like, oh, look at all these dead kids that happened. Like the Pizzagate of, thing. Yeah, or Pizzagate. Or, <laughs> or they'll use different clips erroneously. And it, it's it's just a slippery slope when it comes to all the sources because you can look back and say, okay, CNN here definitely misconstrued facts or Fox News definitely misconstrues facts. But I would argue that neither of those are fake news. They're definitely slanted news, but they're not fake news. And I think that part of the reason that Trump was put where he was at, that, oh, this is a down the rabbit hole part of the show. <laughs> I think part of the reason that Trump was put into office was they're using him as a scapegoat to stifle free speech, another mm -hmm. fun F word for the day, um, by having him scream fake news, fake news, fake news, and tilt it so far to the right that these left-leaning sources uh, like Google, Facebook, CNN are going to come to the rescue by stifling the free speech of people that are considered alt-right or further to the right, even when some of their stories could be true and could be given an alternative perspective. Which is already happening. Which is definitely already happening. And they're using this opportunity, which they they talked about doing in the past, back when Obama was the president, and even a little bit before that, they had talked about censoring to an extent and cutting out these sources. And it really got backlash then. So I think that's why this approach is different and why... The elites let Trump get into office. I, I think also 
they know they can manipulate him. So that's part of the reason they want him in the office is if Hillary would have become president, they wouldn't have been out so easily. She, she also want, was a warmonger, but it's easy to push him into war, like with the Syria stuff. All you had to do was show him a couple of kids that were, you know, supposedly attacked by chemical weapons and were bombing Syria. So, I don't think there was a supposed chemical weapons. I just don't think that it was Syria that did it, or if Syria did it, I, I don't see why they had the motives. Like, why? Right, I'm not saying that you know what I mean. Like, everybody, every, there's, used. I mean, depending on who you listen to from a news source, like, they all said it was a different individual that did it, like, whether it was the rebels or no, it was, no, it was if, actually Syria. If you look at and then, any American sources, this is why, like, I, my flags went up, like, hold on, we need to check this out more, was everybody that was against Trump the day before and talking about how bad he was, CNN, any left-leaning thing, they were talking about how great of a president he was, how great this was that he was bombing them. Like, it went right to, hey, we're all with Trump. And any time that's happened before, there's other stuff behind it. So I think we should have did a better job of reflecting on who was actually behind the attack um what was going on with was it um searing gas or was it something else that was used because that was another thing that came up obviously it was some kind of a chemical weapons attack but was was it that gas because supposedly that causes blisters and the footage they showed there were no kinds of blistering um death of people was bad either way but to um to just jump to the conclusion of what it was instead of actually evaluating it i think was a mistake as well as um when when they went forward with it they didn't take into account that supposedly uh, syria had got rid of their chemical weapons and Russia was inviting us to come evaluate that. he. Not that I agree with Putin on many things, but all he was calling for was for the UN to do an unbiased assessment to decide who actually did it, where we just went guns a blazing. Well, and it looks bad if it is, you know, that Syria was the one that actually released that that chemical agent because russia supposedly said that they they surrendered everything so for putin to go ahead and say like yeah like un you should probably go in and investigate this more could have made them look like assholes so right like they they're asking for egg on their face if there's exactly exactly so for them to call for the un investigations tells me that there's more to the story or at least it's something worth checking out before you drop more bombs on a country that's ravaged. Um, another thing, too, is when you look back at Syria, Assad was never considered a nice guy, but it was a secular country that was thriving. There were, it was definitely a tight regime that was controlling, but they didn't have radical fundamentalists there. And then the Arab Spring, which was supported by a lot of these globalist groups, um, it, it unstabilized the region. So we went in and we supported these different rebel groups that came up. And all that did was cause trouble in the, the whole country of Syria and cause a civil war. Mm-hmm. Then we told when we could have done something about it by doing airstrikes to take out all of their um, their air bases, it, we could have caused a no fly zone. We chose not to and we waited. And then when we have so little evidence, we decided to bomb them. So really, when you look at it, if you took a step back, maybe they maybe Syria was responsible. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying we should have did more of an evaluation before we start bombing other countries. And if all along we've intervened instead of stepping back and 
evaluating what's going on with the situation. Yeah, I agree. All that. So overall, we, back when the this presidential race first started, um, I had predicted that Trump was going to win. Yeah. I didn't want him to win, but mm-hmm. I, I saw the groundswell coming, and I saw just the way the nation was reacting and had the feeling that, especially once Hillary clinched the Democratic nomination, that it was going to be Trump. Because she's so likable. Yeah. <laughs> so, and full disclosure, I voted for Hillary um, against everything everything in me. I did not. She's all, it was both two evil, terrible yeah, people. I, I didn't want either of them to be the president, but I felt and I feel more and more each day that that's coming true, that as a president that Trump would be more unhinged where Hillary would be a status quo type president where it wouldn't be things I liked out of her, but the chance of a nuclear war would be low where Trump, I definitely had. He was already asking for the codes before he's in the office. Right. The, yeah. I had the impulse that yeah. he was not going to be healthy for our country. So, uh, but he does love cake. I, I jokingly <laughs> asked, uh, my friend Dustin on his podcast, what set the over under at a, the end of the year for uh, nuclear war, and uh, he he didn't really respond to it. But what what's your call? Do you think we make it to the end of the year before we're in war with Korea, or that somebody attempts a nuclear bomb? Well, Korea keeps trying to, or says they're going to do nuclear um, testing, like on their. I, it's really hard to say with Korea, especially because Kim Jong-un is, like, very new at this. So, I feel like I, you, you can't go off of what, like, his dad did. Like, that's not, like, just how this, like, works necessarily. I mean, yeah, he's still a dictator at the end of the day. I don't know. I, I, I hope not. I really hope not. I feel like a lot I of it... People are so stupid. Like, what you do affects literally everyone, like, in the whole world. Yeah, nuclear bombs are kind of a big deal. <sighs> yeah. Who would have thought? Um, yeah. When it comes to Kim Jong-un, it reminds me of the... I, it was probably before your time. There was a, movie, a Michael Keaton movie called Multiplicity, where mm-hmm. there were clones of him. And then the clone made a clone of himself. And so there was like a degradation, Keaton. so it got the, the clones got stupider and stupider based on, because they were clone of a clone. That's, That's how Kim I Jong-un. feel when it comes to North Korea. Like, his grandfather was the, he, he's like a god there. Yeah. And he, he was a communist dictator, but he at least had a, you know, a foundation of what, what was going to work and what was right. And then it degraded right. a little bit. From to Kim Jong Il, uh, the last dictator, mm-hmm. and, but he still had some semblance of okay, we can't do this or shit's gonna hit the fan. Now it's got to Kim Jong Un, and it's like off the rails completely. And now we've got, we we've got Trump off the rails, in my opinion. So it's kind of a I, yeah, catch as catch can of uh, crazy men. So I just hope there's like, I feel like I remember there's like the checks and balances as far as like a president can't like outright declare war without Congress's approval, but they can like do little like the shit he's doing right now, like these like, oh, I'm Donald Trump. By the way, here's a missile over here oh, no big deal. Like, the things he's doing right now that are obviously, like, really... By all accounts, though, that's the war generals that are also pushing for that, which I think is the plan. It's They want to get into war because war is well, that's big why money. They just had that whole meeting today where they just bust everybody over to have, like, a, a briefing about, like, the new missile system that we're setting up. I think it's in South Korea. Right. Yeah, in South Korea. So, like, I, things like that make me nervous because I've never 
heard of them getting everybody together like, hey, we're just, just so you guys know, we just have this new missile defense system and like no big deal. We just thought you guys should know about it. I mean, we're not starting a war or anything, but we have these new, like, I don't think they've done stuff like that before. They have from time to time, but not. And been so obvious in everybody's face about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I think that the point of that is it's definitely ramping up towards that. And there was pushback that there was no congressional oversight over the Syrian bombings and stuff. Mm. So I think they're just getting their ducks in a row, knowing that they have a majority anyways. So they're going to get... Oh, I think if they're going to do it, they're going to do it now before um, before it gets too close to, like, midterm elections. Like, because that... I think that's why he all the agenda that Trump's been pushing has been stuff he's like, well, I better do it now. I know we have the majority because the House is definitely going to flip when when it comes to the next election. Like, everybody's pissed off on both sides, but I feel like it's gotten a lot of people that weren't even necessarily Democrats who can't stand the way Trump acts or the things that Trump says are going to vote Democrat to try to block anything he wants to do. Well, I, I think some of the problem with what they're doing now with the military interventions is a chunk of the people that voted for Trump were because he was a nationalist, put America first, and he wasn't going to intervene. Right, and that's why he's gotten all this pushback from, like, the people that are, like, the alt-right that are saying, like, you know, you're not putting America first when you're, you know, bombing other countries or you're, you're, you know, doing this, like, show with the, with the sub, submarines and everything. Provoking war. Yeah. I really just want to say Trump just wants to whip it out and, like, compare with everybody. That's really what it boils down to. That's how I feel like it is right oh, now. He seems like that kind of a person. He's classy. I think President Trump's is a level-headed individual. Yeah, with gold Very everything. Good. Classy. Yeah, classy. And that hair. The, uh, the next thing transition into is the free speech talk that we've been talking about. We we kind of grazed on it a little bit a, a little bit ago with the uh, talk about how I think part of the reason Trump was put into office was to combat the different sources of information and to stamp down on with censorship. Another thing that I've been seeing a lot lately is the fighting of free speech when it comes to these far right um, speakers. speakers. Now uh, Ann Coulter just happened this week uh before that it was milo uh he's such an interesting he doesn't make any sort of sense as a as a human the point isn't what (laughs) what they're necessarily speaking about i argue that anybody has the right to speak when it comes to free speech if you're not going to argue and fight for the person you don't agree with and their free speech then you don't really care about free speech and I believe that that's the most important right that we have because once you lose the free speech, it's even more important than the Second Amendment and guns because if they can control what you say, or they what? can control masses of people. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to matter if you have a gun or not if they can control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And more and more that's happening. And when it comes to these college kids on these campuses that are protesting and uh, rioting flat out rioting over not wanting these people to speak um, it's just plain wrong it doesn't matter what the other person's point of view is the fact that you are going to break the law and damage not only property but hurt people because you're afraid or angry by what somebody else might say, even somebody like Ann Coulter, it's pretty ridiculous. What are your thoughts on it? I don't. I just think two wrongs don't make a right. Like, okay, so you don't agree with them, so go ahead and destroy things, or go ahead and throw a tantrum. Oh, so you think what they believe is wrong. Fine, dandy, whatever. But when you go and act that way does that make you a better person than the person that you think is this terrible individual not really it makes you shitty too right like well, i i don't agree with 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 
their beliefs, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that they should be able to air them. And sometimes I feel like when you, I don't like listening to a lot of people that are on the right, but sometimes you do pick up things or you do learn things or you do find ways that you connect. Uh, You are going to still find at least at some point with someone as a human being, unless they're completely soulless, like a sociopath, you're still going to find some way that you can connect with them. Well, I think even if you don't, if you don't connect with them or don't support anything that they say, it's important to hear different viewpoints. Yeah, I think so too. Because not only are they reaffirming these echo chambers that everybody seems to be in nowadays, they are so far over the edge, they're becoming the bad guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No matter what the other, what, what the opposition is saying, if you have to resort to physical violence, you lose. Yep. Nobody and, takes you seriously at that point. I, I, at least I don't. And the fact that there were professors involved in it. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Not only organizing them, but there was at least one professor that was hitting people with locks. I don't... Like, metal <laughs> locks. It's my weapon of choice. Where, were they, like, the ones that you have to, like, a combination lock? That's what I picture is, like, combination yeah, I, locks. I, I like, that's some, pictures, did you just, just throw, like, put it, like, in a... Th- like, well, now another, I have so many Another questions. thing with these these protesters that are rioting and, and causing all this trouble is they were... There was this girl that had a hat on that said, make Bitcoin great again. And they just assumed it was a Donald Trump hat and they beat her up. Well, Bitcoin is just this online currency. currency had yeah. nothing. She was not right wing or anything to do with it, and they just assaulted her because she had a hat that looked like the Donald Trump hat. So then it, it's such a slippery slope of somebody that's being ironic turns into a victim because you don't think somebody with an opposing viewpoint should have that viewpoint. You lose every time. Mm-hmm. So. I've, I've noticed, at least when I've, the footage I've watched, obviously, um, footage can be misleading because you can see a small portion and they can blow it up and show it over and over and over again, and it seems like it's a bigger deal than it is, but right. w- in GRCC, did you encounter any of that kind of echo chamber, safe space, um, the hashtag snowflake type no, people. I think, well, I think GRCZ, because it's not, it's kind of everybody. I mean, yeah, it's still a, a college, but it's not, um, I feel like when you go to these bigger, more, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me here. Liberal? Uh, <laughs> Liberal yeah, college. I was going to go to that point, like, but these bigger schools that are, like, more well-known and more, you know, the people that go there are, are, you know, in a higher class, they typically are and end up having more liberal viewpoints. So you're going to get that, I think, more. But I didn't really, the only time I ever had anything sort of like that was I had one uber-preachy professor that um, uh, wouldn't tell us what his political views were, but he was very fucking Republican. Like, not even trying to be a little, like inconspicuous about it at all he would just preach it was a class that had nothing to do with it but he would just preach all the time to us about how we're all snowflakes and we all can't handle it and we we need our safe he would literally talk to you like this and start screaming in the class so you need your safe space and then start yelling like this that's the only time i ever had anything like that that was the only time i ever felt like i needed a safe space but it was more like he needed to just not be teaching anymore because he wasn't really teaching anything it was just shoving his opinion down your throat which is funny because he was feeling like the people that he's bitching about were people that didn't want somebody to shove you know opinions down your throat which they weren't doing that in the first place so it's just he was he didn't know what he was doing (laughs) I feel like that's the only time otherwise I, there's never been anything, like, I mean, they've had different speakers and stuff come. There was nothing really controversial or anything, but there was never any, like, designated safe areas or, you know, anything like use, that. Like, they don't trigger warnings. No, they don't, adver- there's never any, like, trigger warnings. There's never any advertising or anything like that. But I also didn't take super controversial classes or anything where that would be an issue, I guess. Yeah, it just seems so really different when, with the approaches nowadays and stuff. 
Yeah, well, uh, maybe I'll see it more at Ferris because it's a little bit bigger, bigger. but it's still more rural. So, like, I don't think that's going to be. I just feel like I'm in this weird little West Michigan bubble, so I'm not, like, aware of it. Yeah, it is a little bit different than West Michigan. Um, On to another fun F word feminism. Especially in West Michigan, that seems to be a dirty word. But Betsy DeVos is. Secretary of Education, how can feminism not be working right? right? Or the oh. not all men are rapists. So oh I my god, I don't even want to. I don't even want to um, go there. Oh my god. And, and to be fair, there there are these neo feminists that are way the other side, just like uh, well, the there's everything every side. at these different big colleges that are beating up people for speaking, but to claim that. I, I, it seems like feminism and feminist, the word, has had a bad name for quite a while. That's not just a new thing. Right. Um, especially with men, like, it, it's bad to, be for a, a guy to be a feminist. Like, somehow that makes you different. With, the way, when I was younger, the way I always was told on the surface was we were all supposed to be equal sexes. And especially the girls that I went to school with and through grade school and high school, they're what I didn't see that like there being major differences. They're being held back and stuff. Especially like in the academic world. Mm-hmm. Um when it came to science and math and stuff, there were always really intelligent girls in my classes. So I guess I just assumed that it was fixed everywhere. Not necessarily that it was fixed everywhere, <laughs> but that it was accepted that, you know, hey, we're we're moving past that. And then once I got into the adult world and got into jobs, it was, this is how we say it is, but, but... <laughs> it's a little yeah. different behind. Or when, you know, the female executives weren't around, then they could say bad stuff about them or, you know, say underhand stuff. It definitely occurs. I'm sure it happens on the other side of it, though, too, where, like, the men step out of the room and they're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. He's so... No, but it would... There there would definitely be, like, I think people are better about covering it up, but I don't think it's actually been addressed. I think that when you look at almost every issue in our society, mm-hmm. we've, the reason things are happening the way they are and society is kind of degradating is we never fixed those issues from the 80s and we never, we just kind of like smoothed it over. We never we, fixed. We made a thing about it in a movie, so it's like fine now. Right. We never fixed homophobia. We just kind of smoothed it over. We never fixed sexism. We just kind of smoothed mm-hmm. it over. And then people are like, okay, now we can have rights. And they're like, eh, well, you know, and there's that pushback. And then the truth about people starts to come out when, it, when you talk to them. It's like, yeah, I'm fine with this, this, and this. But then the, you hear them in private or you hear them joke and it's like, ah, you don't seem like you're quite all right with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you see that too? Or am I the only I, one? I'm a woman, so it's well, a little bit different. Well, not just with different. sexism, but I'm saying <laughs> like... Obviously, there's some homophobia. And I think even the transgender stuff brought up more of the homophobic stuff again. Oh, like, yeah. It's like everything was starting to go, oh, back step. Everything's starting to go backstep you know we're, we're fine with gays being able to get married but we're not gonna bake their cake and it's like what do we it's the same cake it's not a gay cake what you it's know, not a cake it's not no, gonna go commit sodomy whether later, it's a gay like, man i know you've heard the song yeah. from Marilyn manson but it's not it's not what's not what's happening I, I just, <laughs> when, when I, I first heard those stories it's like what is a gay wedding cake like what's the difference it's more tasteful that's my thought on the whole thing is I could see if 
what you are doing for a set person is completely different than what you do as a business. As a, yeah, regular, yeah, right. any like, day. If they wanted a, a cake with penises flying out of it, you could say, I don't do that, I do wedding cakes, that's against my religion. Okay, that makes sense. But if it's the exact same wedding cake and it right. has, you know, Glenn and Gary instead of Glenn and Trisha, it's the same cake. You, it has nothing to do with religion, unless your religion is buttercream frosting, not whipped cream frosting. Which then it's a terrible religion because whipped is, is way whipped better. God, definitely so dominates. Much. Oh, I can gosh. forgive a lot of religions, oh, but the not, idea of it just makes not me buttercream gag. religion. Um. But in general, like what I'm trying to talk about is that I think more and more right now, especially with the Trump stuff, it's getting people to let down their guards and you start to see all these things. See their true colors. Yeah. yeah. It's like, eh, it's like the bar at closing when they turn the lights back on. You start to see what you're actually looking at. Um, Thoughts? I feel like we saw that more at the beginning, like when it first started happening. Like, um, when I, it was the day after the election and I had class and I had a girl, because I mean, every class, I mean, the whole, the whole day was just silent the day after. And, the um, there was a girl. It was how it seemed. Like, seriously, everyone, nobody, I've never heard of that quiet on campus before. Everybody was quiet. I mean, I was depressed the whole day, too, but it was just, it was just so eerie. But there was a girl who talked in one of my classes, in my abnormal psychology class. She said that um, her friend, who was black, um, she was driving, and they came to a stoplight, and there was a guy next to her, um, and he signaled, you know, the, the roll down your windows thing. So she rolled down her window, and... He yelled out to her, how does it feel now that there's not an N-word in the office anymore, you N-word bitch, and then just drove right off, like, as soon as the light, like, drove right off. Um, There was a couple other people that had, like, similar stuff, but that one I just remember really stuck with me where I was like, what? Um, Or, like, the there was a lady, she was just in, like, lower government somewhere like I want to say it was like along like the east coast somewhere that had tweeted or something about um, Michelle Obama saying that it's nice that we finally won't have um like an an ape in a dress walking around. something really fucking horrible about Michelle Obama and um her losing her job um or now we keep getting like all these different like accusations coming out now, which I don't know if that's people trying to push back because they feel like, um, they're talking about like Bill O'Reilly. Right yeah, now? like Bill O'Reilly. Well, and Donald Trump too. Like, I mean, he seems to keep having more, more and more women come at, come out against him too. To be fair, though, that's if, been going on forever. That's well, not like a new like thing. The Bill O'Reilly thing, like, and people that are defending him saying, "Oh, you don't know." There was one accusation or one accuser that they weren't believing her, so she recorded a video or a audio message that he left her, and he's definitely is a, a, a sexual harasser. Um, whether you know you're right or left, if you look it up, he was he was caught red-handed with a tape. Um, they've paid off millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not a, oh, yeah, it might be this Well, I'm wondering if that kind of stuff like this really starting to come to a head is just, it just happened to happen. It's just a weird coincidence. Or if it's women are like, we need to do something, you know, like we get taken advantage of anyways, but it's going to get much worse unless we start doing something now. So these women feel like more of a push to say something now i like i said it might just be a weird coincidence but i wonder if that's slightly tied into it coincidence because i i do think it's correlated but i think it's more uh people with power on the other side are trying to take down some of the conservatives oh yeah absolutely absolutely and the same thing happens on the left, too, when it came to, like, Bill Clinton's accusations. So right. A lot of that got covered up. 
And he was doing the same crap. Oh, yeah. And and Hillary was helping with and that. And Hillary was covering that. So it's, it's not a left or right thing. But I do think that that's why those people got taken down now. Richard Ailes. And I think that if Richard Ailes was still there, they wouldn't have got rid of O'Reilly. So, it, it's just one of those things where because of the situations that are going on and other stuff, it caused the... It's, it's a domino effect. And I, I do expect... I know that, that now there was an allegation against Sean Hannity. It sounded like that one was a little less unfounded. Was it just that he would just not stop yelling? Because he needs to stop yelling. Oh, stop. He's got... I'm He's sure he has... I'm sure his blood pressure is just crazy high. No, she just... She claimed that he tried to coerce her up to his hotel room or something, but it, like it... It didn't he doesn't sound... seem very smooth like that yeah. would be a thing. <laughs> yeah. that, that's just like when people were, were like, oh, yeah, uh, with Trump, with the locker room talk, and everybody talks like that. It wasn't the words that he was saying. It was how he was saying it. Like, the language, yeah, I've heard that a million times, but he wasn't even, like, smooth about it. It wasn't. He wasn't hey, very they... smooth. Like, I just I just grab him by the pussy. What? How? Well, not only what? that, like, he's like <laughs> she tried to stop me. I pushed up on her. Like, usually when guys talk to each other in locker room talk. It's more whatever, like everything went yeah, their way. She wanted it. Yeah. She wanted me. She was like, yes. She tried to, but I, you know, it's not the opposite way. Like, I was aggressive and she said no. And she's she married. said no. So then I just sexually assaulted her. Yeah. So I, that that's my thoughts on that. Obviously, water under the bridge or in the tour bus for... Uh, Mr. Bush, he's down oh, the river. Oh, I yeah. thought you were talking about Trump. I'm like, you know, I hope he never. I hope he never stops hearing about that. Uh, he'll give him new stuff to talk about. I know they. He's such a good distraction from what's really going on. So to uh, close up this first podcast with you, um, we've talked about food, free speech, uh, fake news. Feminism, the great and glorious Donald Trump. Is there anything else you'd like to close out with? I don't. Did you want to talk about the March in Lansing? Lack of March, though, where we sat in lawn chairs? We'll save the the science march stuff for another episode since it is 11.30 at night. Okay. So not only did she make me wait for over a month to record an episode, she decided the great time to start would be at 11 o'clock at night because she had to watch some videos. I won a LuLaRoe thing. It was kind of a big deal. So way more important than a podcast. We've already, you already waited so long in my defense. He picked the worst time to, he's like, we should try to make a podcast like right before we go to Disney. Nope. Okay. When we get back from Disney, Oh, you have a bunch of homework because we went to Disney. Oh, it's finals. So in my defense, College, 18 credits Excuses. a semester. Excuses. 18 credits. The country like, needs you. And you the, nobody you cares about my opinion. Nobody cares about your opinion. You're right. <laughs> Donald just Trump here. has told you. Um, oh. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, please hit subscribe on the bottom of your screen and let us know what you think of the episode with some feedback on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks again for listening and until next time. Have a great one.